This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pat him. Can Hi, we, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Good morning, good morning. Professor Ward Scott here in the Warthog Man Cave in the undisclosed location, Piney Woods of North Central Florida in the Melbourne Law Studio. Man, what a mouthful. 352-325-3938 if you want to contact me, and uh, we can go from there. Let me see if I can tune everything up here uh, and uh, get you going here with me. Uh, we are um, talking today about uh, a lot of stuff that's interesting, hopefully, to you, and some of the things that are so tension-filled in our society that... Uh, you wonder what the glue is that's holding us together. Uh, things on airplanes are getting explosive. Um, uh, people are hollering things at race car drivers. And we got to go back and, and uh, talk about that again because it's a big deal, turning into a big deal. And um, it's, a, it's, a, it's symbolic of a, a bigger issue. Uh, of course, we've got the, the whole thing of uh, Biden's poll numbers tanking. Uh, that seems to be inevitable, given his behavior and his ineptitude. Uh, we've got crime that is um, out of control in the Democrat-controlled cities. Um, we've got California is in a death spiral because it has so thoroughly embraced the leftist uh, dogma and tenets of their religion, if you will. Uh, we've got people rebelling all over the place at LGBTQWXYZ. Uh, there's a poll there I want to talk about. And we even have uh, the religious folks preparing for a visit from the UFOs. I, I don't know what else you can throw in the hopper that makes it a more interesting time to live. We've got artificial intelligence in China that's now the actual prosecutor that's replaced a human being because it is discovered uh, uh, in China, that it discovered that the uh, prosecutor, if it is a complete mechanical uh, evaluator, is better than the human, and therefore uh, uh, will just rely on the artificial intelligence to determine um, guilt. And yeah, I, I suppose that that'll sweep our way sometime, but it hasn't already in some version. It certainly has in the Facebook, YouTube platforms where guilt is determined uh, without any opportunity for meaningful rebuttal by the so-called guilty. Uh, the guilt is determined by the artificial intelligence. Um, the human beings are more and more governed by data and fear of uh, what can be spread about them on these platforms vis-a-vis -vis the corporations and the business people. So I suppose that the title of today's show, The Mask Freakout, is probably pretty much um, 
um, right online right now. Um, I'm speaking now of the, the, the pressure that is on people um, and there's a lot of things that should be um, um, talked about under this umbrella, uh, one of which is COVID, the other of which, and I'll get into it, the crime and the economy, all of which are on people's minds that um, Kamala Harris and her crowd uh, seem to be totally out of touch with. And that's leading to the frustration. And of course, all the Democrats can do is claim it's a result of um, must be uh, a, a problem with the, the Republicans. It's the uh, insurrection that must be doing it. They just don't love America like we do. I had an uh, opportunity to have a lunch yesterday with a, a good friend who's a, a, a big liberal. And in discussing issues with my friend, whom I had not seen in a long time, I realized that how under-informed and totally lacking in curiosity he was. And he's a really, he's a, he is a billboard liberal. He's a billboard for liberals. He's intelligent. He's well-educated. Uh, he, he is comfortable. And yet he blindly uh, endorses just about everything that he hears and, and he endorses it off the top of his head. I began to probe with questions, as you know, I can do and ask him, um, you know, well, did you read this or do you know about that? And I ran the gamut from local instances to national instances. He knew nothing, knew nothing. And he had all these opinions. And the basic way this mind worked was to blame it all on Trump, to blame it all just absolutely uh, categorically and comprehensively on Trump or the Republicans. And of course, the big enemy right now is uh, DeSantis. And my liberal friend is totally convinced that the universities are pure as a driven snow, that um, the conversations there are being short-circuited by the political people. Uh, he doesn't have any understanding of the rebellion that's going on with this rewriting of history in 1619 and critical race theory. And, and yet, as I say, he's, he's, a, he's a nice guy. I mean, he, he, he's, uh, you'd have him over for supper. You'd, you'd go out to lunch. I mean, you'd have an otherwise intelligent conversation, a really rather sophisticated conversation because this is a well-educated man. Until, until you reach this cliff. And over the cliff, uh, he's not going to look. Uh, it's all about them and us in his mind. And the them are people like me. He just cannot believe that given my IQ or whatever it is he sees in me and education, or that I'm not a Democrat. He just can't believe it. He, he thinks really that I'm, there's something sick. I have some mental illness to have joined the, the ranks of, in my, my position, just clear thinking. I mean, I, I really am annoyed by the labeling and the herd mentality and all that stuff that governs politics. I'm not a big fan of it. 
unfortunately, that's the way it works. But but um, you know, I mean, I just, I, he's just um, he's just is dumbfounded by the fact that I'm not in his camp, and yet I can sit there and talk about things that he has no knowledge of, that he has no personal awareness of, about which he has very firm platitude conclusions. Um, you know, every once in a while, I suggest, my good friends, uh, that you take a liberal to lunch. It, it, it really would be eye-opening for you. And sit down and don't get into name-calling. Try to stay out of the traps they're going to set for you because they're going to use anger. They're going to bully you. Uh, they're going to talk down to you. Uh, they're going to hold you with great disdain. Uh, they're going to treat you as, oh, you poor, hapless soul. Uh, may I help you somehow, some way, uh, shed yourself of Trumpism and uh, deplorabilities and all this kind of crap. You have, to, you have to grin and bear that. And it would help when you go to lunch, if you were just, or whatever you do with this individual, or that you, you, you'd be well-informed. And you can start almost anywhere. You can start locally. Uh, you know, you can, uh, you can start statewide. Nationally, just be well informed, have some good documentation, and mostly ask questions. Uh, don't get into uh, a, a shootout at the OK Corral. Don't get into one of these duels where each of you paces off 25 steps and turns, and whichever one hits the other one with the pistol wins. Don't get into that. Get into just a, a, almost a Socratic conversation. Uh, you know, answer a question with another question and uh, keep those questioning until you get to the bottom, until you get to the beginning of the ball of yarn where you'll realize that there's nothing there of substance. And then you'll wonder, how do I put this person's mind back together again? They don't want it put back together again because uh, they, they're pretty sure that yours is the one that's in disarray. In fact, I would go beyond pretty sure. Uh, they're convinced that you're the one in disarray. That would help for you to be uh, on equal footing with this liberal that you take to lunch. Uh, by that, I mean, you have some professional uh, uh, parallelism. You know, if he's a doctor, you're a doctor. If he's a teacher, you're a, a teacher. If, uh, you know, all that kind of business. So you have it can't really blast you for, uh, you know, if, if you were the, 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 the blue collar guy sitting there with the white collar guy to use those labels, um, he would just sort of feel pity and sorrow for you. Because after all, you didn't get a college education. You went out and worked with your hands. God bless you. But they don't see it that way. And you work with the trades and and, uh, you know, it's 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 you know, you're doing well, but you're just not one of us. You know, this, this, this world of under, uh, Pegeen underhands and Gene Chalmerses and these kind of people who I uh, saw a letter in the, uh, to the editor in a paper by her the other day. She's a Canadian. Um, uh, they talk down to you. They, they have this moral certainty, uh, absolutism that they're convinced uh, is carved out of their uh, superior station in life. So, I, you know, and I, I understand I've got a friend watching right now who, know, who routinely goes to lunch with a liberal and you get nowhere. You get now this is the other thing you have to be. 
you have to be ready for. You're going to get nowhere. You're going to attempt to, to uh, just maybe move the needle just a, a microsecond on the, on the watch your face. And uh, good luck with that. You're not going to change them. They are intractable. They are not going, they, 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 and they defend. You see, what you see is ignorance. Uh, they see as super intelligence. And it's, um, it is really never twain shall meet. So I had this experience yesterday. The doggone lunch lasted two hours. I mean, we told stories which were funny and, um, um, you know, had some sort of mutual um, link to them and experience that uh, uh, came out of a kind of a, a world of a, a, a cosmopolitan world of books and music and art and things like that. We could get on sort of firm ground with that. But the moment, the moment, absolutely the second, and I would even say the nanosecond that, um, that um, it, it comes up that you're going to talk about politics, it becomes a, a tinder box. I mean, an explosive tinder box. And I have to say that the liberal is touchy, very, very touchy and very angry. You know, we, we're going to go, we're going to have to revisit in a moment. Uh, and I call it Brandon Revisited because that story is not going away. And it has many layers to it. And we have a restaurant in our city here that has bravely and courageously taken the position that, um, hey, if I want to say, let's go, Brandon, and put it on the menu, I'm going to. It's my restaurant. And if you don't like it, you don't have to come here. Well, <clears throat> guess what? The sales doubled. People do want to come there. People are looking in this world, I think, for courage and leadership. There is very little of that. There's very little courage and very consequently very little leadership. I search high and low for leaders in this community who can do things like pitch in and help with the Growth Management Act, which was defeated by, uh, if you're one that wanted to protect municipal government, by you know fewer than 200 votes. And the, the search in that was for, <clears throat> was for leadership. <clears throat> you just couldn't find it. Nobody would stick his head up and take, uh, you know, say, okay, charge the, uh, charge the hill. Uh, we're going, you know, come hell or high water, charge the hill. It, it, you, you just don't find them. And uh, a lot of people are by temperament, don't want to make a scene, but they're not your liberals. Your liberal women especially are ugly as can be. I mean, in terms of behavior, and uh, the, the word lady doesn't exist in their vocabulary. Um, they would disrespect anybody who claimed to be a lady. They would think that you were being patronized by the males and used and exploited uh, and were foolish. And they are leading, if you will, that LGBTQWXYZ wing of the party. Um, if we take a look at... Uh, the, the actual, let me see, I've got my work here. I've got my midnight auto yard here. I want to give you kind of the, the gamut of, uh, of, of the, right now where we are with this 
let's go Brandon thing. Now, the hapless car driver, God bless him. I mean, all he's doing is trying to survive trips around the brutal oval form there in an instrument that can easily get out of, uh, out of, uh, out of control and kill you and others as well. That's all he's trying to do. And he survives it. Uh, and he feels pretty good. And he rises to fame. But he doesn't rise to fame for winning the race. He forever is going to be known as the guy that the female reporter changed the F Joe Biden chant in the stands to let's go Brandon. And now since she did that, he has been suffering consequently ever since. And here are the things that have been happening to him. I just want to go through, it's not news to us. He has had a hard time finding, finding corporate sponsors. Once this chant went viral, once it went viral, he lost his identity. The, the liberals retaliated. The liberals threatened the corporations and said, if you sponsor Brandon, uh, we're not going to buy your products. Poor Brandon, all he did was win a car race. <clears throat> he says it's been extremely difficult for him. Now, you can read about this out on the web in any number of publications from the Washington Examiner to the Post to a lot of people are picked up this story. And that's why I'm revisiting it with you. Uh, so it's been extremely difficult for him. And particularly in his case, and this is what interests me, to get national corporations to endorse him with his race car. Now, national corporations mean that they, this is a nationwide, <coughs> excuse me, this is a nationwide division of people that we have here highlighted by his particular plight. Um, he has been dragged into what he calls dragged into the political arena. And therefore, whether he wants to or not, because that woman changed that chant, he has become a person that people take sides over. And um, therefore, the corporations don't want to attach themselves to somebody who is divisive. Yours truly here. One of the reasons I ask you all to give donations is because we have, if this were a jock show, if I were over here talking exclusively about sports and rah-rah the hapless Gators and rah-rah the hapless Jaguars, and I never said anything controversial politically, I would have to beat the corporate sponsor, beat the businesses away from wanting to be associated but the moment you do out here what the Ward Scott Files is doing, um, you have got to be ready to go uh, with what you got and work with what you got. And so that's why you need to patronize these people who sponsor us. They have got courage. Uh, they don't care. Uh, they're going to do the right thing. And they're the wonderful businesses, by the way. And we've got a couple of people who are donating. I'm not going to mention them who are really practically single-handed. I'm just talking about two or three. 
single-handedly keeping us afloat in many ways. And you've heard me talk about them before. And I'm not one of these guys that's going to go out with my hat in my hand and say, woe is me, won't you please this or that. I'm just not doing, that's not my nature, okay? So I don't have a sales staff. Uh, we don't have a staff. We got our production guys. And that's it. And everything you hear here is prepared by me. I'm the staff. I'm, I'm the whole nine yards, okay? So I'm out there in the world where Brandon is. And that's okay. I, 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 somebody's got to do it. And, and, if, and, you know, I suppose uh, there are other people who can do it. But I, when I search for a co-host, buddy, I've got to really, really search for somebody to fill in for me for a day or two. I mean, it's not easy because this is nonstop hot potato stuff. You got to keep it rolling and you got to be able to keep the people informed and uh, at the same time interested. So this Brandon thing is um, he can't uh, he can't even get Coca-Cola to 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 attach themselves to him. Um, he says, why would they want to talk to me? Coca-Cola, for God's sakes. Um, well, we know how the um, it became a national media sensation. Um, it's um, it's 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 been so controversial that it's come up, as you know, with um, with um, um, the the father and talking to um, um, the president Biden. Now, let's just go over to that story for a minute. There's an Oregon man, in case you missed the show a couple of days ago, or you probably already heard about it, who, who trolled. That's an interesting word. That word has come about. I've only begun to hear it with uh, Facebook. You troll. You go out on the Facebook and you troll somebody. And you see what they post and you see what they say. And you kind of surmise from all that what they're like and where they stand politically. And it's pretty accurate. I mean, many times it's very accurate. You can take a look at the list of friends. <laughs> you can take a look at the list of people who are who are um, on that page, and you can well, you can come to a very accurate conclusion, and that's a liberal. And you can even subcategorize that. That's a screaming liberal, or that's an illogical, or that's a sensible. It's um, there's a lot. So that's called trolling. So um, the uh, this is Jared Schmeck. In case you haven't heard of the man, 35 years old. He has four kids. He lives in Central Point, Oregon. Um, and he's been talking about this uh, uh, now lately on the podcast shows. And um, he says that he has been uh, misrepresented. Now, this is so interesting to me anyway. The press has misrepresented him. I read an article the other day where the press said that this man Schmeck was not a Trump follower, that he was just a guy who was um, interested in, in having a conversation with the president and uh, kind of making a joke about it. Hey, that's not what he has said. And this is out in the Washington Examiner. It's out in a bunch of different places. And I'm going to say this at the risk of, uh, you know, Facebook and YouTube will not let you say a single thing that questions the election. So I'm going to have to be careful how I say this because Facebook and YouTube troll us. 
and they actually dip into the show and listen to the words. You think it's bad? It's much worse than you know it is. So this man, Schmeck, says that the press misrepresented him, that Trump is his president, and that he should still be, <clears throat> and that's all I'm going to say right now, and that he would have been, uh-huh, uh-huh. You can fill in the blanks. And he says, I just want to make that clear. So that alone was a misrepresentation by the press. They've done it twice now. The press has really caused this problem, if you think about it. They started the translation with the woman, who apparently has gotten off scot-free, um, uh, not dismissed from her job or anything. <laughs> and then you have um, this thing uh, with the guy really being a Trump fan and, the, and uh, for reasons that <clears throat> you can surmise that he believes. And, and um, um, he says he's been attacked. So here is the actual Brandon who has been disowned, if you will. He's like an orphan. He's like something out of a Dickens. He's like Oliver Twist. Uh, you know, he's all of a sudden living with an, in an orphanage. He can't get sponsors. And on the other side of the coin is uh, this uh, a guy um, who said this, who trolled Biden. And he says that he's being threatened by the liberals and that they're not going to get anywhere with him, that he's a free, quote unquote, free thinking American and a follower of Jesus Christ. OK, and um, this is according to the Oregon uh, papers. Um, he works for an electric company. Now, there you go. You see, if he were at lunch with us yesterday with my well-educated, sophisticated, academic liberal friend, and he would have been there as, as somebody who is electrician, uh, my friend would not have taken that person very seriously, okay? So here we are. He would have, my friend would have automatically associated him with Trump because Trump is associated with all the, is he not, the white extremists, the blue collar guys, um, you know, all of those people who uh, inherit America because of their gene pool and who way back when uh, tied up the black folk and whooped them every day they could get a chance. Um, you, you, you just try doing that one time to people who work for you. You try abusing people who work for you and see if, it, if it, you come out on the long end of it or the short end of it. Uh, you try kicking your dog. It's, it's just so much hoax and BS about, no, hey, I talked to a physician the other day about COVID. He said, nobody, nobody knows the real truth about COVID. Well, I'm going to say the same thing about slavery. Nobody, nobody, nobody knows the real truth about slavery. Because ain't nobody alive today. Nobody. So we're left with this, what? Invention, this narrative invention that falls in line with whatever you want to believe. And the narrative invention that's going on right now is caught these two guys 
in a bind. One of them is the race car driver. The other is Schmeck, who really could care less. This guy has got courage. He said that he, he by the way, he used to be a police officer. He probably came to his senses. He resigned in 2018. He worked for six years as a cop. Uh, he wouldn't say why he left the force. Um, he wore during the interview, and I, th th listen, this really, he, during the interview, he wore a Make America Great Again hat. While he spoke about his faith in God. He says, I'm a Christian man. And for me, it's God first and foremost. I don't follow any one man blindly. So um, Schmick said he did not actually expect to get on the phone with Biden. And, uh, but once he did, he wanted to voice his disapproval <clears throat> with the president and his administration. And he said he cited issues such as Afghanistan withdrawal, abortion policies, and the economy as underlying frustrations. And uh, Schmidt uh, has now told on these various interviews that he has been uh, getting messages of support, but he's also getting threats. Uh, and he says to the end of the article in the Examiner that I'm quoting from here, I know they're trying to get me. I know they're trying to get me. They're trying to get my family, my place of business, and it's not going to work. They can keep on trying, but at the end of the day, this is too big a deal. There you go. There you go. There you go. We're going to take a break now at the bottom of the hour and, and ask the uh, uh, production to give me a little extra so I, I go heat my coffee up and uh, keep my voice uh, moist. So, uh, I had to revisit Brandon with you because there's much more there than meets the eye. We'll be right back. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. The Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are On the Spot Dry Cleaners, Okita America Martial Arts, r, r Construction, Gators Dockside, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page, or call my friend, Freddie, at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Wardscott Files. And remember, if you like the show, Thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. Check this out, Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Can Hi, we, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help!
All right, welcome back to Ward Scott Files. This is Professor Ward Scott here in the Warthog Man Cave and um, Manly Man Cave Command Center. And we're having class today, students, and um, I'm reporting on what is known as um, the mask freakout. I want to um, move into that next uh, if production is ready to do that. Um, the tensions in the nation, <clears throat> oh, in the local coffee shop, all over the place, as you know, are pretty high. People are speculating as to reasons, but generally it's COVID crime in the economy. And that's put old Uncle Joe's job approval rating as low as one poll. I read 36%. Uh, that's worse than uh, <clears throat> the worst president in my lifetime was Jimmy Carter. But I think Biden's probably worse. Um, I haven't flown anywhere lately. Used to fly out about this time of year out to the Colorado Rockies. We'd go out and ski and have a wonderful time. Um, jump on the plane, take off, you know. There's a couple of things that have happened to airline travel in my lifetime. Is uh, one, you just be able to, used to be able to get on it and fly. And then there were skyjackings. And so all of a sudden that ramped up uh, suspicion and um, everything became a little tighter. And then of course there was the shoe bomber and that really ramped up and created the TSA um, along with of course the 9-11 guys who um, did their horrible acts uh, against the towers. And so we've gradually tightened up on, as you know, if you fly at all, and many of you fly all the time, tightened up on the, uh, the uh, relaxing factor. You know, we no longer have the um, the wonderful days of TWA and um, the, the, the well-dressed uh, stewardesses and the nice meals and all that, and propeller-driven planes. Um, 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 we just don't have it anymore. So now along comes uh, COVID crime and the economy. And uh, we're going to show you something. You probably have seen it. It's made uh, pretty much the uh, popular media as well. Uh, a, a woman, now there's a code, there's two, there's a code word in here. And the man who is 80 years old, who's trying to eat and has mask, taking his mask down while he tries to eat. And uh, maybe we'll run this a couple of times. Um, so if you left the room, come back in, you'll see it. Um, he calls this woman Karen. And Karen is a code name for a biatch. I mean, just the worst type of woman. A woman who's going to tell you everything about your life while her own is in disorder. And he, he is calling her Karen in this scene. So uh, let's run it once. And, um, um, and then maybe I'll talk about it for a second. We'll run it again. Okay, production? Yes, you are. Yeah, You're put your fucking mask on. Who invited I'm you to eating, come I'm to eating and I can your ass up. Don't you, you dare to talk to me like head. that. Oh, 
Alright, we'll probably run that again in a moment. I'm looking at some of the comments coming across here about it. And, um, you know, I called today's show The Mask Freak Out, and this is uh, what you see. A freaking, the, the woman was well, a term I, I'm familiar with. I don't know if your generation is, but freak out. Um, the freaking out of this woman over a hysterical lefty type of, I'll tell you what to do. Um, I really don't even know her particular party affiliation. But what I learned yesterday when I was eating with my liberal friend, what as in the liberal mind, they are the ones who endorse the vaccinations and the anti-vaxxers in the liberal mind and maskers, the anti-mask and the anti-vaccination uh, are the Republicans. Um, the liberal has even managed to, based upon the conversation yesterday, which was a pretty representative conversation, I'm telling you, this guy is pretty well connected in the liberal world. Um, th th this is what they believe. They, they, the liberal believes that if you <clears throat> are against the mask, you're against the vaccination, then if, ergo, it follows you're a Republican. And, and, and uh, the reason you are, in, in their minds, let me just help you out with this, is your anti-government. You don't want the government coming in and telling you what to do. Uh, you don't want a mandate. You don't want a lockdown uh, done by the government. You don't want to follow Biden. You're actually rebelling against Biden. You're actually rebelling against the United States of America federal government. If um, you are uh, 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 anti-vaxxer and anti-masker, so uh, this is really what's boiling over here on this airplane. It's just from Tampa to Atlanta. Any of us could have easily been on that flight. And the way she's acting, she took up most of the state of Florida, I would imagine, passing over it while she ran her yak. Let's run it one more time, uh, please, production. And uh, we'll, we'll get, get your, get, get, keep, it, keep that in mind. Um, if you're anti-vaxxer, anti-masker, you're Republican. If you're pro-masker, pro-vaxxer vaccination, you're a Democrat. <clears throat> yes, you are. Yeah, you're but you have your mask on. Who invited I'm you to eating, come I'm to eating, and I can drink your ass up? Don't you, you dare to talk to me like head. that. God damn it. You I'm stand your ass up. Stand your ass up. Stand your ass up. Sit down, Karen. Karen? You're a 
All right, Professor Ward Scott here. Back with you. I'm looking at your comments as um, as you uh, as you watch this. Um, I'm going to try to follow up, and you will too, I'm sure, as my students to see. Uh, I know she was detained by TSA and the FBI when they landed in Atlanta. I did hear that or read that somewhere, but I'd like to. I'm going to try to follow up and see what actually happened to her. Um, this is real serious stuff. And um, I want to find out if it was actually ended up being treated as serious stuff. <clears throat> because, um, as I say, there are many, many more issues here that are not blatantly out in the public, but are just beneath the surface. And I want to suggest a few of them for you and give you some documentation for you to think about. But clearly, in this particular case, it is to mask or not to mask. And as I called the show today, it is a mask freak out. And if that's not a freak out, I don't know what is. Um, the, 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 the woman who strikes the male has uh, really been, always been an object of interest to me because she is betting that she can get away with that because the male is a gentleman. Why would the woman, therefore, strike the gentleman? <clears throat> I don't get it. Um, she strikes the gentleman because she feels she's not getting her way. Uh, he replies, listen, I've got the mask down because I'm eating. And um, she that doesn't back her off at all. And, and, and so I, I, don't, I don't understand um, how a woman, let's just take this particular situation, strikes a man and acts like a man when she strikes the man and doesn't expect to get struck back once she acts like a man and initiates the violence. Um, and this is a complicated tangled web. I know, I know what you're saying. The man is the gentleman. He's supposed to stand there and take it. But you know, there are, there are limits to any kind of abuse. Um, this one in many ways crosses the line. Um, I don't know what she would have done to this gentleman had there not been some finally not been some intervention by 
representatives of the of the uh, uh, airline company or even a bystander. But the bystanders are 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 reluctant to get involved because all of a sudden they're guilty. So this this behavior uh, is very difficult to control unless uh, those people on that plane are prepared to act. Now, I think they acted way too slowly. Uh, they should have grabbed her immediately uh, as agents of that plane and spirited her off to a different course of where you take her. Spirit her off to a part. And if you had to, uh, zip tire. I mean, you know, you've got to maintain the safety on that plane. You don't know where this woman's head is going before this is over. And finally, there are some people coming in. I think they're way too slow on it. Now, if you look around at what is beneath all this type of tension, one of the things that comes up, of course, is um, um, this discussion, well, several things, and we've talked about it, uh, the, the race card, and another one is the, uh, uh, is the, uh, is the gender card, the LGBTQWXYZ. And, and um, I got to looking around doing some research on that, my friends. And uh, Hannah Blue has done this research for me. I always like it when somebody does the research for me. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, I would love uh, to do some research on uh, that area of our community here, uh, just on Tower Road, just off of Tower Road, uh, just north of Sparrow Condominiums, all that Section 8 housing where all those shootings take place. I would love to go in there as a sociologist, so to speak, anthropologist, and do some studies. Uh, here you've got these young male gangs in there vying for power um, uh, over, over the, over the uh, uh, territory there, shooting each other. And I want to go in there and find out how many fatherless children there are, how many absentee school, what the absentee school rate is there, uh, how many women there are, and what are the demographics of the women, and uh, how many children do they have by how many different males, um, <clears throat> et cetera, et cetera. Because this is, quote, unquote, affordable housing. And this is what the type of thing that uh, Gainesville and Obama and all them would like to commingle with regular housing. They would like to have a section. They would like to be able to take this section, so to speak, uh, there that where all the shootings are and Section 8 is and drop it into the middle of Hale Plantation, so to speak. Just drop it in there. And then you would have uh, affordable housing in the middle of affluent housing. And uh, there'd be no, there'd be, certainly there would be no social problems. I just couldn't, I just couldn't imagine any social problems, quote unquote, the liberal mind thinks. And the liberal mind thinks the same way about the biological female and biological male. Now, Rasmussen survey that came out yesterday uh, found that the vast majority of Americans, a vast majority now, I'm not, we're not even tippy-toeing around this subject. <clears throat> we're talking about a vast majority agree that there are only two genders, okay? And the survey bluntly asked, the Rasmussen survey bluntly asked, do you agree or disagree with the following statements? There are two genders, comma, male and female. And overall, 
75% either strongly or somewhat agreed that there are only two genders, male and female. Another 18% said they either somewhat or strongly disagreed, and 7% remain unsure. Now, one thing to note, the Rasmussen uh, survey says, is that across the board, 92% of the Republicans feel there are only two genders. Okay? 61% of the Democrats feel there are only two genders. And the independents, <clears throat> those swing votes, 73% of them agree that male and female are the only two genders. <clears throat> Now the survey took the question a step further and asked about Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling, who has been accused by radical transgender activists of engaging in hate speech. Hate speech, get this now. What is hate speech to the radical feminist? <clears throat> hate speech is asserting that there are only two biological sexes. Now that's where we are, my friends. That's where we are on the airplanes. That's where we are in the bathrooms. That's where we are in the restaurants. <clears throat> so the question was asked, do you agree with J.K. Rowling or is it hate speech to say there are only two genders? The survey, asked, the survey asked that. <clears throat> Over 58% agreed with Rowling. Only 17% said they considered it to be hate speech. Once again, the majority of Republicans, 78%, and independents, 60%, agreed with Rowling. The Democrats were split. So... 41% agreed with rallying, 30% remained unsure, and 29% considered hate speech. If you want to know the difference between a Republican and a Democrat, that's all you have to do is take up these particular issues. Are there only two biological genders? <clears throat> do you mask or not mask? Do you vax or not vax? <clears throat> Do you cram affordable housing into affluent housing or not? These kind of things will pop up instantly. And then go to lunch once in a while with somebody, and you'll really have it driven home. The survey also found <clears throat> that most Americans, 69%, do not believe that schools and teachers should be allowed to counsel students on their sexual and gender identities without parental knowledge or, or consent. <laughs> I know, I went through school, I, you know, I, I never had a counselor come and counsel me on, look down and see what you got. I mean, I, I, I never heard of that, but that's where we are now. Um, <clears throat> so, transgender, Transgender activists, the article concludes, are trying to muddy the waters by denying the reality of biological sex. 
And therefore, uh, they feel that, and here we go with the loaded ticking time bomb, that biological men can be females and they can participate in women's sports. Huh? 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 <clears throat> now, you know, I ran across this article because um, I was researching the LGBTQWXYZ phenomenon. You know, it's one of the things that keeps me coming back to doing the show is um, it keeps me researching, keeps my mind active, uh, keeps me thinking, um, keeps me preparing for class and you're my students. Um, I ran across this and I thought this, boy, I tell you, I'm gonna put this in class. Uh, the San Francisco Chronicle has written about this. And I tell you what, you would never, ever, in your wildest imagination, guess what I'm about to say. I bet you. Now, I just talked about how this LGBTQWXYZ denial that there are only two biological genders has affected women's sports. Have you ever thought <clears throat> certainly I haven't and you know I, I, I'm never wrong when I think of everything right have you ever thought of how this affects female inmates huh think about that for a moment my friends Female inmates in California prisons are complaining that the new California law, gets this, allows biological men to be housed at women's detention centers in the state based on their gender identity. Man, you talk about dying and going to heaven as a male prisoner. All you got to do is say that day that you feel a little light in your loafers and they put you in the jug with the women. And you must say to yourself, as so many times the prisoners do, what in the world are those fools thinking? <clears throat> I mean, come on. That'd be the easiest scam to run by the officials that you ever heard of. My God, you'd be running to the doggone counselors and say, oh, I just, I just identify as a female today. Put me in the female jug. Come on. And I can guarantee you that there's no male in the female jug who's complaining. It's the females. Huh? And there's been all sorts of sex acts already. Um, it's a family show, so I can't really talk about what those sex acts were uh, that were seen in the jug now. Because the, the male who... How shall I say this? The male who feels like he's a female still has his male equipment. Have you figured that out? Huh? So <laughs> the law is SB 132 and it's designed to allow prisoners being admitted to prison in California according to the sex they want to live <laughs> as opposed to to their biological sex. My God, where do you sign up? 
I mean, you know, give me something I'm guilty of in California. So what, what it's resulted in is men living with women and women living with men, but they're not men. They're just men who feel like they're women, but they're men. Because you look down and see what you got, and by God, you still got it. Oh, God almighty. I, I swear to God. The San Francisco Chronicle. And you can't find a more screwed up place in the world than San Francisco. Uh, has been reporting on how the new law is being implemented. <laughs> and, and how real women <laughs> are now in danger in prison. Um, oh, my God. Um, the San Francisco Chronicle reported, and I'm going to close the show with this, since the law took effect on January 1st of last year, I guess, 2000, uh, 288 people currently housed in male prisons have asked to be housed in female prisons. And of those, 41 requests have been approved. Uh, only 25 actually been moved. And nine people housed in female prisons have asked to transfer to male prisons. <laughs> And it goes on. It's got a bunch of stats. Depending upon the prison, how many wanted to go where. And, uh, you know, how those. And it's all over the place. Um, there are 99,000 people incarcerated in California. And there are 1,440, they think, transgender, non binary, intersex people that they got to track now and sort out. Oh, my God. You know, I thought I thought of everything. You know, you know me. I, I, I thought of everything, haven't I? Have I thought of? I never thought of that. My God. Well, y'all, y'all take that home with you and think about because uh, <laughs> I never would have thunk it. Who would have thunk it? Have a great day, Warthog Command Center out. <laughs>